Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, I'm looking at the MLB homepage, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing a headline that's involving the Oakland A's that has nothing to do with, you know, cats living at their stadium, the new stadium <laughs> that's to be built in Las Vegas, or in general, them just being absolutely putrid. In fact, the Oakland A's have won six straight games. I know baseball is a large sample size sport, mm-hmm. and overall, the A's are still not a good team. But what do you do with teams like this that are red hot, but also very bad on paper? Stay away. <laughs> Stay away. I have faded the A's twice in the last three days. I have lost each time because you make the assumption, right, that, okay, they're going to regress. They're going to regress. They're going to regress. And they will at some point. The A's are not going to go on some incredible run. But I think you said this earlier, and it's a very good point, which is sometimes in baseball in particular, teams just get hot. They just get Mm -hmm. hot. They start hitting the ball. Guys come together as far as starting pitching. Like one of the reasons why I was on the the Rays team total is not only is their starting pitching bad, their relievers are bad. They had the worst starting pitching and the worst relievers in all of Major League Baseball. And – they were taking on the best hitting team in Major League Baseball, and it still didn't matter. So sometimes everything comes together. The stars align. Mercury is in retrograde, and even the A's can string together some wins. So I think until they regress back to the mean, then you just kind of stay away. Because ultimately, you, this could happen tonight, right? The A's could get mm-hmm. blown out tonight. Absolutely. But do you really want to trust this team and say, I'm going to be on the A's because they're on this run? Or if you're really gutsy, maybe you can say, look, I can get myself some serious plus money while this team is hot. It's just, that's a very, maybe you put a little bit on it and say, I can ride out this run and make some plus money along the way. That's probably, I think, the only way to play it, at least for me. I think the bottom line for me is that there are no easy winners in baseball. People ask me this all the time. They say, hey, like, which teams are just so bad that you fade them every night? And I guess if you literally fade them every single night, it's still profitable, but still on a day-to-day basis, you can't look at the card and say, hey, this is an easy win because there's no such thing in baseball. This is just how baseball is. There is a reason there are 162 games in a season because you can't look at a few games and say, well, this is the best team in baseball. It's Mm -hmm. not the case with the Oakland A's, but what you were just saying about you can't necessarily spin it forward and feel like it's an easy winner either. I remember this with the Reds, uh, the Reds, excuse me, where they had back-to-back walk-off wins against the Dodgers, 
But the next game in the series was Graham Ashcraft, who had been absolutely terrible, starting pitcher for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they got blown out in that next game. And if you would have said, hey, this is a team that's red hot, you can get some big plus money on the card, you would have still lost. So I just think the bottom line is, no free meals when betting nope. on baseball. That's just <laughs> how it goes. So know that moving forward. And you're right. I think I'll be staying away from the Oakland A's in the short term until they get back to their fade-worthy self. So let's dive into the MLB slate today, see if we can find some hard-earned winners because no easy winners, like I just said. Let's go to uh, New York. Mets-Yankees Subway Series here where the Mets are minus 145 home favorites. Yankees plus 120, total 7.5 runs. Luis Severino going for the pinstripes, 0-1 with a 5.75 ERA. Facing Max Scherzer, 5-2 with a 3.71 ERA, although he's been very good as of late. Jenks, the first thing I looked at was this total, 7.5, mm-hmm. because off the top you think to yourself, okay, Aaron Judge is on the IL, Pete Alonso yeah. on the IL. Those are two of the best hitters for both of these teams. But still, I feel a little uncomfortable. I think if I bumped it up to eight and hit the under, maybe I would feel better about it. But yeah. what is your take? What was your initial read when seeing all of the numbers and something maybe you wanted to play? Well, this is going to be my juiciest play of the day. And I'm going to go Mets first five money line here and trust Max Scherzer. It is minus 160. So if you don't want to play it, I totally get that. But every now and then, I think there are spots when, and you have to really do this with trusted pitchers, guys who've been around a long time. And once they have bad outings, they almost always respond with a great outing. Max Scherzer is one of those guys. He gave up five earned to the Bravos in Atlanta last time out. But the last time he gave up five runs, you know how he responded? He pitched five innings of one-hit baseball in his very next start. Also, if you look at Max Scherzer at City Field this year, he's 2-0 and with an ERA of .5. That is less than one. Luis Severino has been on the absolute struggle bus, giving up 11 earned in his last nine innings pitched. Both of these lineups are struggling. But the Yankees in particular just do not generate runs unless Aaron Judge is in the lineup. I know it's juicy. Mets first five money line. I'm going to play it. I don't really trust either of these teams. I think if I were to lean towards the side, it would probably be the Mets because Severino, isn't he one that has had issues with his command? I feel like he's not somebody who I really want to trust. So if you're looking at starting pitchers and the more trustworthy of the two, probably Max Scherzer. But I also feel like Mad Max can give up a couple runs here. So I'll stick with the over, I think, uh, or no, I like the under. This is going to show that I am in a mental pretzel over this <laughs> total. I still think both of these offenses aren't going to get much cooking. So I'll stick with the under, even though it's not my favorite play of the day. Uh, let's go Blue Jays and Orioles. We've got the Orioles plus 115, home dogs. And we've got Toronto minus 140, total of eight and a half runs. Jenks, I always want to take a swing on the O's at plus money. Plus 115 (laughs) for one of the best teams in the American League. And also a really good home team. Are you going to talk me off of it? I'm going to go over eight and play it at minus 145. When you want to bet or back Chris Bassett, you want to do it when he's pitching in Toronto because when he's on the road, his ERA jumps to 4.43. And Dean Kramer is a guy who put it together in May, looked great, but then he started to struggle. 
This month, he has an ERA of 6.67. Also, the Blue Jays 20 and 14 and 1 to the over when playing on the road. The over is 27 and 3 between these two teams in their last 30 meetings in Baltimore. He got two strong hitting lineups here. I'm going over 8, minus 145. I'll stick with the O's at home. They're 20 and 12 this year when playing in Baltimore. And also they've been pretty solid as underdogs. I think they're 15 and 15, which doesn't sound great. But when you factor in the plus money, you would be in the green because you're getting plus money. And meanwhile, as favorites, Toronto hasn't been overwhelmingly good. Just 25 and 21 this season and only 18 and 17 went on the road. So I feel like the place to back the Blue Jays is when they are on the road. So I won't be doing it here. Kevin Gosman's not pitching, so it's not going to be the play for me. I'll go with the plus money here, taking a swing on one of the best teams in the American League, the Baltimore Orioles. Let's go to Minnesota. (laughs) Twins and Brewers squaring off. Uh, We've got Minnesota minus 115, Milwaukee minus 105, total of eight runs. Corbin Burns facing Pablo Lopez in what looks to be maybe a pitcher's duel. Corbin Burns has not been nearly as dominant as he has been in previous seasons, but still a 3-3-6 ERA countering against a pretty solid pitcher in Pablo Lopez. Jenks, what's the play for you here? I'm going to go under here. I really like the under. This will be another yeah. one of my plays today. Love it. I'm going to bump it up to – actually, I don't have to bump it up at all. I'm just going to play under eight. Which it's is eight at MGM. Yeah, so I'm going to take that minus 115 and – like two of these pitchers who are very, very good. And, and more than anything, I, I'm looking at the lineups here. The Twins have a really hard time against right-handed pitching. They're 24th overall in the majors. Brewers just a smidge better. They rank 23rd in baseball. These are two under teams in a big way. Brewers, fourth best team to the under. Twins are the sixth best to the under. Feels like that is definitely the way to play this. So let's go under eight. Yeah, like that a lot, especially because across the board, we're already seeing seven and a half in a lot of spots. I think mm-hmm. MGM is the only place that's still hanging an eight for you. So if you do like that eight, go ahead and play it now because I do think that is going to move. And plus, you look at both these pitchers and we know they can miss some bats. And both of these lineups are two of the most strikeout prone teams in all of baseball. Minnesota has the highest strikeout rate of any team in all of baseball, striking out 27% of the time. Milwaukee, not far behind at 25%. That's the fourth highest clip in all of baseball. So I think both these pitchers will be able to strand some runners because they can miss some bats. And like you said, the under has been hot for both of these teams. If you look at the over-under for Minnesota at home this year, 12-17-3, so 17 of those games hitting the under. And as far as away games, uh, 13-18-1 for Milwaukee. So I'll hit the under with you over, or excuse me, under eight for me as well. I want to get to Jordan Lyles because we teased him and how he might be the most fade-worthy pitcher in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. Today, he's a favorite. Kansas City, minus 115 Ah. against the Reds, minus 105. They've got Brandon Williams countering. So do you just play the Reds here? That's definitely the play. I see everyone on that. I think it's the right call. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do something a little bit different here. I'm going to go Reds team total over four and a half. It's minus 130. And not only do you get to take advantage of Lyles here because opposing teams have scored at least five runs in seven or five of his last six games, seven of his last eight And so even if he's decent, then you get to take on the Royals bullpen. And the Royals bullpen is second worst in all of baseball. 
And also, once L.A. De La Cruz got called up for the Reds, they just started hitting the ball. I don't know if it's if it's mental, if his presence is infectious, whatever it is, the Reds have been mashing. So I'm going to go team total over four and a half. Whether they win or not, I don't know, but I think they score a lot of runs in this game. I'll just take the Reds here. Uh, we've seen this move from Reds plus 110 to close to even money. So we are seeing some money come in on the Reds. And for good reason. You said it. Their offense is at least usually there. The problem is sometimes their pitching is not the greatest. But also, they're facing Jordan Lyles. So they should have an easy time getting some runs on the board. So I think this is a good opportunity to get a play on the board that's close to even money. And that's what you got to do in baseball is get some even money plays on the board to cancel out some of the big minus money that you might have let's go to the angels and rangers we've got texas minus 145 behind john gray la counters with jaime Berea, who's two and two with a 185 era on the season a total of nine and a half which feels a touch high for two pitchers who are having fantastic seasons but also both these lineups can truly hit so i think i'd lean towards the first five under maybe don't trust the bullpens but jenks are you nervous about taking an under here with two lineups that can rake? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if John Gray is going to start now. The last time I checked, this is off the board because John Gray was initially scheduled to start. Now he's not. So I don't know who Texas is going to go with here. You would lean Texas, at least based on how they hit the ball, maybe in the first five. Love playing Texas in the first five. They lost yesterday in extra innings against the Angels, but – they were ahead in the first five, but this is a no play for me until I know who they're going to start. Yeah, it's a pretty big factor. I would imagine this price is baked in that John Gray is going to start, but if it's off the board, then that is probably something you should uh, keep track of. Obviously, uh, on MLB.com, it's saying to be decided, so maybe something to watch for. Uh, let's go to Philly's Diamondbacks. Philadelphia minus 145, Arizona plus 120. Total of nine runs, Zach Wheeler against Zach Davies. And my initial lean here was the over. Both these teams are super hot hitting. Zach Wheeler, I know, has had some good ones, so maybe that's the sabotage factor. Zach Davies does not seem like a trustworthy pitcher to me. I think I'd either look at the first five over or a full game over because I like both of these lineups and their ability to score runs. I need some plus money on the card, by God. It's about time because I'm going so juicy like I normally do. You know what? I'm going the D-backs here at plus 120. And I don't have a ton of faith in Zach Davies, but it should be pointed out. He is he is a guy who I think has the capability to maybe slow down this Phillies lineup. And, and more than that, though, I think we're giving Zach Wheeler a little bit too much credit because he's coming off that brilliant performance against the Tigers, took a no-hitter into the eighth. But the Diamondbacks are obviously – a much, much better hitting team. And this is also a D-backs team that has won six straight. So they're red hot right now. I think we see enough regression from Wheeler to give us some value on Arizona. I'm on the D-backs at plus 120. Yeah, Arizona top eight in most statistical categories. A good hitting team. And also, we have seen money come in on Arizona. This one went from Philadelphia minus 150 to minus 120. Five or at some places. So money coming in on Arizona. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.